Did you know that one giant squid could replace 10 professional baseball players? Yep, and that's the way it should be. This is the Cephalopodcast, and I'm your host, the giant squid extravaganza. So, last week on the game show, I talked to my old girlfriend, Melissa. Well, I guess we didn't really talk. I called her and left her a message, and she listened to it. I mean, I think, I think she listened to it, but maybe not. Um, I guess she never actually returned my call. Which is not anything new. It's it's been a while since we last talked. Anyway, after talking to her answering machine, I had some weird dreams that night. It it made me start thinking, are dreams real? I looked it up on Wikipedia, and they didn't really have a definitive answer. I mean, I know that when I'm swimming around during the day, that's one reality. So, why not have another reality when I'm sleeping at night? I mean, once upon a time, a wizard in a bar told me, just because it's in your head doesn't mean it's not real. And I'm pretty sure he was some kind of professor. Somebody should cite him on that Wikipedia page on dreams. You know, get a little bit more clarity there. Um, anyway, since this is my podcast, I vote we acknowledge dreams as a version of reality. And now that we have a consensus, let me tell you about all the great things I've been doing with Melissa recently. So, I think it was a Monday, because I had just finished up another hard day at the office. Monday's still the worst, am I right? After work... I had a doctor's appointment, and that's when things started to get real weird. First off, I had grown two new tentacles that I haven't even noticed. I asked the doctor if it was normal, and he said, Well, you've gone from ten tentacles to twelve, so you've made the jump from metric to imperial. Usually it's the other way around, because that actually makes sense. So, I don't know what we're seeing here. But then it got worse. He told me I needed glasses. Fun fact, giant squids have the largest eyes in the animal kingdom. Yep, and that's the way it should be. So, this was really unusual because giant squids have great eyesight. And because my eyes are the size of dinner plates, it was gonna cost a whole ton of money to get glasses made. I mean, I don't have eye insurance. Why would I? When I left the doctor's office, I noticed that there was a TV crew following me. And since we've established dreams are a new version of reality, I can only assume that I was the star of some kind of reality TV show. I don't normally go out for that kind of entertainment experience, but I'm just going to give myself the benefit of the doubt here and assume I had a good reason for participating in the project. Anyway, I had to get to my daughter's Little League game. My wife, 
Melissa was planning to meet me there after she picked up our other little squid from daycare. She texted me to let me know that she was swimming late. Her text said, quote, I'm swimming late. Be there soon. I love you. End quote. Yep, I'll trade two extra tentacles and a glasses prescription for a happy marriage and a day. As I was watching the game from the stands, I started to smell something. It was popcorn, and it smelled great, and it made me hungry. The concession stand has a popcorn machine, and I sometimes get a bucket of popcorn while I watch the baseballs. But this time, something had gone horribly wrong. As I watched from the stands, I saw the popcorn machine had grown legs and was storming out onto the baseball field. It was spitting popcorn everywhere, which was good for the people who like free popcorn and bad for baseball because it started to interfere with the players. Just then, a whale showed up and everybody gasped. The whale grabbed the announcer's microphone and said, In case anyone listening doesn't understand whale, that translates to I give you squids one chance to strike me out, but if no one can do it, then I'm gonna eat every last one of you for dinner, and then the popcorn for dessert. And that's when everyone in the crowd turned to me. You see, they knew that I had played minor league baseball. I was a pitching prospect with the Portland Beavers. I got kicked off the team because the whole league was full of speciesists and they didn't want a squid playing. I think there may have been some conspiracy because I could theoretically replace the entire pitching staff because I may be dexterous and could throw without ten of my tentacles. So when one tentacle gets tired, you know, I can just switch to a different one. Anyway, it had been years since I last threw a pitch, but tonight I needed to dig deep. The whole crowd was looking at me like their lives depended on it. And they did, because if I didn't strike this whale out, they were all going to be eaten. I swam out onto the pitcher's mound and stared down that whale with my eyes the size of a dinner plate. As I was staring, he blew a giant bubble with his bubble gum. He was a serious ball player. I could tell by the size of his bubble. Either that, or he's a professional bubble blower, and he was that good. A chill went through my three hearts. It's a beautiful day here at the ballpark. For today's matchup, we've got the giant squid Stravaganza out on the mound, ready to face off against a whale. We're not sure of the whale's name since he just materialized on the field mere minutes ago. But what we do know is that this is the squid's first time on the mound in over a decade, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of stuff he has. It looks like the giant squid extravaganza has finished his warm-up throws and the whale is swimming into the batter's box. A hush falls over the crowd as the squid looks in, gets the signal, and prepares to deliver his first pitch. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. It's a fastball, low and away and the whale takes it for ball one. 
As I've said before, this is the Giant Squid's first time on the mound in over a decade. Most of his professional experience was playing triple-A ball during a six-month stint with the Portland Beavers. He had 12 starts and 17 relief appearances with a 3.67 ERA. He was primarily a starter, but apparently, because of his many different tentacles, 10 in all, he was also used regularly as a relief pitcher. Boy, that sure makes a lot of sense. Seems like a good reason to have a squid on your baseball team. While we're talking statistics, normally we'd look to the other side of the matchup, but I'll remind you again that this whale just materialized out of thin air about five minutes ago, so we don't really have a read on his past statistics. All I can tell you is he makes an intimidating presence there in the batter's box. All right, Squid seems ready to deliver his second pitch. He's working from the windup, and he fires it in. It's another fastball, and this one grabs the outside corner for strike one. Looks like the whale was taking all the way on that first pitch. He seems very confident up there at the plate. You know, during his time with the Beavers, the Squid was not really much of a strikeout pitcher. In 94 innings of work, he only had 32 strikeouts. He was much more effective as a ground ball pitcher. He had a lot of good breaking stuff that left hitters on top of the ball. A good sinker and a really unique split-sucker fastball. I'm not sure if this played a factor in his release from the team, but there were some allegations that he was beaking the ball, which is to say scuffing the ball up with his beak in order to get some extra movement on it. At the time of the incident, the squid defended himself and chalked these rumors up to a conspiracy against squids in baseball. I know I for one believe him. Looks like there are a few seagulls circling the outfield, but none of that seems to be a distraction to the giant squid who's focused on the task at hand. With the 1-1 count, he winds and delivers, and the whale takes another fastball outside, this one for ball two. Looks like the squid's trying to keep things away from the whale, paint that outside corner, but that one was just a little too outside for this over. I'll be honest with you folks, I'm not sure why the umpire squid didn't call that a strike, or the first pitch for that matter. I know they were off the plate, but I'm surprised there's not any kind of self-preservation instinct kicking in here. Right now, we're looking at a situation where, unless this whale strikes out, he seems intent on eating everyone in the ballpark, umpire squids included. I guess you've got to admire the umpire's integrity for the game, even if it puts him in a position of extreme risk. It looks like this kind of pressure is starting to get to the crowd, too, because now they're getting involved. There's a wave going around the stadium right now, and it seems like it might be an attempt to distract the hitter. It is common knowledge that whales live in the ocean, so I'm not sure that this will be the most effective method of distracting them, but it does seem the crowd is ready to take any advantage that presents itself. Now, with the count two balls and one strike, the giant squid wipes the sweat off his mantle and looks in for the signal. All right, here's the wind-up and the pitch. And the whale rips it down the line. Going, going, foul. That was a massive shot off the bat of the whale. A great swing for strike two. I'll tell you this, folks. The squid looks a little rattled up there. He put a lot of heat on that fastball, and the whale was right on top of it. It may be that he's a bit overmatched right now coming off a 10-year absence from the sport. It also looks like the coach has noticed because I'm starting to see that there's some action down in the bullpen. Oh, and look at this. Uh, looks like the manager, Coach McDonough, is coming out to the mound now. We'll take this opportunity to pause for a commercial break.
comedy as a whale with a thirst for squid flesh. <laughs> Coastering the giant squid extravaganza as a lovable goof seeking vengeance for his fallen comrades. True the last I grapple with thee, from hell's heart I stab at thee, for hate's sake I spit my last breath at thee. Everybody hates Moby Dick. Coming to CBS this fall. In the blink of a giant eye, all life on Earth would cease to exist without this compound. We are all bodies of water. Respect your body. Respect water. Welcome back to our broadcast of The Squid versus The Whale. Right now we're watching Coach McDonough head back to the dugout. I think everyone in the crowd knew he wouldn't be pulling the giant squid out of the game just yet. Even without playing for 10 years, the giant squid extravaganza still presents a far more formidable challenge to the hitter than anyone from this fairly inexperienced team of little leaguers. This visit from the dugout was more a check-in to get the squid calmed down. There's a lot riding on this bad for for all the squids in the park, this is literally a matter of life or death. And now we settle back into a 2-2 count and the whale blows another massive bubble and the squid stares in for the signal. Alright, this thing's ready. He leans back and fires. Oh, and looks like he's going for some shin music. This one's high and tight and the whale takes it from ball three. If I didn't know better, I'd think the squid is trying to brush the whale back off the plate. That's a risky move to bring the count to three and two. It's all going to come down to this next pitch. First, it's time for the seventh inning stretch. In honor of the seventh episode, tonight's seventh inning stretch is brought to you by our sponsor, the Cephalopodcast. Cephalopodcast has been bringing high-quality, squid-based entertainment to the planet since 2015. You can subscribe for free at iTunes and learn more by visiting thecephalopodcast.com. Tonight's broadcast is also brought to you by The Minnow's Pizza. It's a pizza where the anchovies really deliver. Literally. 
They're swimming over to your house. They bring you the pizza. That's the Minnow's Pizza. You can find them in the phone book. Now back to the action. The catcher swims out to have a word with the giant squid stravaganza. I'm not sure if this thought has occurred to the squid yet, but I'm noticing that because of the whale's facial anatomy, his eyes are really far apart. It could mean that he would have trouble picking up the breaking ball. It's been all fastballs from the squid so far. Let's see what he delivers here, worth a 3-2 count. All right, he settles in. As much as one can settle, when the fate of nearly a hundred squids rests on the outcome of the next pitch. A giant squid is used to the intense pressure of the dark ocean depths, but the pressure here tonight is a different story. With the count three and two, it's all riding on this next pitch. The squid has a signal now, and slowly blinks his giant eyes, the size of Dumbledore's. He grips the ball, he winds and fires, and the whale takes a mighty swing, and it's a miss! Strike three! And that's the way it should be! It was the sinker, and the whale bought it, along with the hook and the line. I'm not sure how much he paid, but it doesn't really matter. The pitch was out over the plate, and then, at the last second, just dropped out of reach of the whale's swing. And now the whale is swimming away, completely defeated. Yep, this is a day we won't soon forget here at Baseball Stadium. It's the day that John Squid Stravaganza came out of retirement and saved the lives of a whole bunch of little leaguers and their parents, all by striking out a whale. If only his beloved wife, Melissa, had been there to see it. Ah, well, I'm sure his life will continue to be full of such triumphs, and happiness will rain down upon him and his lovely family. Well, that puts a cap on our time with you this evening. Our producers are Paul DeGeorge and Joe DeGeorge, and this broadcast is the property of Little League Baseball. Any rebroadcast or other use of the content of this program without the express permission of Little League Baseball is prohibited. Thank you, and good night. Thank you.